When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wondersphere podcast, where we encourage you to explore the world around us, whether that's in your backyard or across the world. Uh, Today, I have with me Josh, also known as Chrome Designs. He um, has some really interesting uh, graphic design projects that he does on his social medias, and he's also done some graphic design projects for the Warriors, but enough of me talking about him. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to our awesome listeners? Of course, of course. Um, so I'm Josh, also known as Chroma Chrome Designs, as most people know me. Um, I'm just, I was going to say I'm 22, but I'm 23 now. Uh, I do a lot of graphic design work, uh, venturing into some web design and do a lot of video, I guess you could say, edits, production for the Warrior Academy. Um, and then, yeah, I also do a lot of, uh, I guess you say digital work for the Academy as well. So that's like compositing, um, quick, fast edits, and then recently getting into speed arts. But, uh, yeah, dabbling in a couple of, uh, Photoshop stuff, photography, um, not as good as you, obviously, but starting to learn that. But other than that, that's pretty much all I do. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. I, all I, don't, I don't know, man. Your photography is pretty darn good, actually. That yeah, means- I appreciate it. Uh, that was my first question. What got you into uh, landscape or photography? Photography? Well, um, pretty much what happened was when I was like seven years old, um, I think it was Christmas of one year, I got one of those old camcorder cameras. Do you remember like the ones that would like, you could zoom out, zoom in, and that was it? Like there was nothing else to it. You either just took the picture or you took a video. So I, I remember I got a camera that you used to put like AA batteries in. You wouldn't like charge a battery pack and put it in. You just put the AA batteries in. So I had that and I started just like taking random pictures and videos of random things around my, my house. Um, but then what happened was um, later down the line in college, it took a, uh, I think it was called Photography 101. And pretty much we like set up cameras, took very basic stills and portraits. And then um, I kind of just like dabbled in that. And then I was the only person in my friend group as well that was really into that kind of like aspect of work, taking pictures, doing photo editing, even like in Lightroom, I'm sure you know that. Um, yeah, I would just go around and I'd take their Instagram photos for them, edit them, and then send them back to them. And they'd tag me in their Instagram posts. And I'd be pretty much the personal photographer for all their posts. So it's kind of how it came along. That's really cool. Um, I'm actually almost exactly the same. Um, when I went to Ski for Life, my mom bought me one of those little plastic disposables. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I took so many pictures on that trip that I was actually taking aside and say, okay, Calm down on that. You're annoying people. <laughs> Dude, the disposables. Were you? Did you like take them and develop in like that water solution then like hang them up to dry? You ever try that? I never Dude. did that. It was always Walmart. I'm telling you, if you got into um, that kind of like workflow and that process of taking a picture, putting them in that like water solution and watching the photos like develop by hanging them, it's a whole nother like feeling. I've always wanted to try. I'd have to find a camera um, 
that does it um, kind of hard, harder in my area of the woods. But yeah, that's something that I'll definitely have to try at some point to have a little dark room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do a lot of creative stuff, whether it's the logo design for the Warriors or some of the speed art. One of my favorite speed arts you did was when you took a, a just a plain old road and you dragged in a bunch of different assets like the truck and a couple of the warriors and you turned it into something completely different. You have so many different creative outlets and stuff. How do you stay uh, motivated and stay creative? Good question. Hmm. So I'll answer, I'll, I'll kind of give you like a three, a three part answer. So in terms of being creative, how I keep my creativity flowing and how I keep it coming in is I am someone who likes to watch a lot of sci-fi, a lot of action movies. So I get a lot of my inspiration and creativity from like those kinds of things. Like Interstellar is one of my favorites. Most of my like uh, space ideas come from like movies like that. Um, when it comes to the one that you said, like the the road with the car and the the warriors in it, that was more from like a Walking Dead theme when I used to watch Walking Dead a lot. So I pull up a lot of inspiration and a lot of like um, ideas from a lot of shows, movies, and a lot of like uh, posters and comic books. So I don't know if you're into like the comic book stuff, but I used to uh, read and watch a lot of those shows. So yeah, I pull a lot of my creativity from there. Um, To stay motivated, I would say I follow a lot of different graphic artists that are a lot better in technique and uh, compositing than I am. So watching those guys develop their ideas and how they create and how they process different images to form an overall uh, piece always keeps me motivated to be like, if they can do that and they're producing this type of work and they're constant just as much as I am, why can't I reach that level too? So that kind of gives me like that drive to keep developing that skill and get better in my skill set. Uh, the other thing too is Dustin, honestly. Dustin, he's he goes crazy. So whenever I'm around Dustin, he always is like pushing to do better, whether it's like UI, UX, or just what he does in Illustrator. It kind of gives me that drive on the back end to be like, hey, he's working hard. I got to keep up with him. And I don't know if it's vice versa for him, but I feel like I pull a lot of energy off of him as well. So he's a great working partner for sure. That is, I, I say it a lot in this show, but that is really, really awesome. And if the people you talked about that you follow, if they're better compositors than you, then they must be freaking phenomenal because you, just watching you do your composition uh, speed arts for the Warriors, that stuff motivated me. Really? I appreciate you know. it, man. Um, love hearing that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I did notice on your uh, social media page, your Chrome Designs page, that there was a lot of speed art uh, with superheroes. Did it mm-hmm. start out like that? Or is that something that you just kind of started getting requests for? Or? So not originally, honestly. I think in the beginning, when I was first doing a lot of like speed art compositing, I would just like use people I knew. And then I don't know, I don't know if you like you remember Kevin, but um, I would just like make random stuff from pictures he would take of JV, Jeremy, anybody else in the academy. And I would just take those pictures and then I don't know, I'd get some sort of idea or something and I would throw it into a piece. But with Kevin, Kevin at the time, he was very like, we're modern day superheroes. That's who we are. That was like our motto at the, be- like at the beginning. It was like, dude, we are modern day heroes and in modern day society. And I was like, dude, that's sick. So let's expand on that idea. So then he always had his Kevin anytime. And it was kind of like a super, a Superman kind of feel. 
So I was like, dude, let me just turn you into a, your, your own superhero. So we have a visual and we can give people a visual of that superhero feel. So that's kind of where that style started to develop through, through kind of like what Kevin was looking at. And then I kind of went into like a style of turning JV into like a, his own superhero kind of feel, but JV is not really that kind of like superhero feel guy. So we kind of wanted to just show him and put him in environments that made him look uncomfortable. I don't know if you've ever uh, looked at the old warrior lab stuff where he was like in like a cold environment, really freezing cold. Um, we have a couple of him in space. So that's kind of where that style came from. Um, but the whole superhero thing was mainly from back when in 3T, we were always saying that we're today's superheroes and we're superheroes in a modern day society. So that's kind of where that style came around. Um, that does make sense. But um, when it comes to super, I was talking about your uh, Chrome Designs thing oh, where you were doing like Chrome. Spider-Man and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the, those videos on my TikTok. When I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of Spider-Man. So like that was like my... I could just say my role model when I was younger. I always thought like Spider-Man was so cool. Like modern day guy, looks like a nerd, got picked on in, in school, picks up a camera, does pictures for people. So kind of like you kind of see the correlation already with the, the camera. So I was like, dude, I connect with this guy. And then he's just chilling around. Spider comes down, bites him in the hand, turns into the superhero. And I forget the, the saying that um, they say since he's, uh, what is it? The neighborhood Spider-Man. I think it's something like that. Your friend, that's what it is. Friendly Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, you can connect with this guy because he's never like an average dude just doing his modern day things. And then all of a sudden turns into this superhero that nobody would ever have known. But behind the scenes, when no one's paying attention, he's fighting crime. Like that's always like a, I was connected with that. I don't know. And then like now the the perception of like Tom Holland as Spider-Man, he's like my age, looks almost just like me. And you can kind of see like the, why I love it so much, but yeah, Spider-Man has just like been like a a big time stamp in my my childhood. So it's kind of where that came along. And then I don't know, just the whole Marvel DC universe recently. They've been up in their game and their movies, and the special effects and CGI has been insane. So I, I don't know. Ever, I always feel oh, like sorry. that's good. No, no. But yeah, um, but that was all I was gonna say. I got gotcha. you. Did you ever play the Spider-Man PS4 games? Uh I didn't play a PS4 uh, PS4 version, but there was a game on the PlayStation Two when Spider like Spider Man first came out. It was literally just called Spider Man. That movie color, like that cover, so I played that a lot. I remember that one too, and and its sequel. Um, I think it's really cool because I think a lot of us who are uh, creative really do. It, it, it comes from consuming a lot of media, whether it's books, TV shows, stuff like that. So of course. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, they will, uh, their art styles and their creative like pieces really are bits and pieces from what they are consuming, 100%. Like, you can kind of tell what people are interested in and what they find like uh, appealing just based on like their work. Like, I'll give you an example from the people that I watch on, on Instagram and on YouTube and their speed arts, they're very um, sci-fi oriented or very like um, Lord of the Rings kind of feel. So like, that kind of esque where it's like wizards it's like big landscapes big trees like i've always found interest in like those kind of fantasy backgrounds and pieces like that so that that's awesome this is completely going off of the theme of my thing but that's fine i'm really enjoying this conversation um were you more of a lord of the rings kid or a harry potter kid good question good question <laughs> so i don't know that's a good one i would say 
I grew up around Lord of the Rings. My dad was a very big Lord of the Rings guy. So he would read the Lord of the Rings book, which was like super, super thick. And I watch a lot of their movies. So I kind of grew up with Lord of the Rings. And then I slowly transitioned because I don't know if you know, back when I was younger, I used to wear glasses and they were round. They looked just like the Harry Potter glasses. So as a kid, I, I got like called the young Harry Potter. So that kind of like sparked up the whole Harry Potter movies. But then I slowly transitioned into reading the Harry Potter books and watching the Harry Potter movies. So I would say I grew up Lord of the Rings, but I much more prefer the Harry Potter stuff because the Harry Potter stuff's more like in the recent day and age. So, yeah. Um, it, the books and the movies, maybe not so much the new stuff, but we won't get yeah, into that. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The books are always, I always say the books are always better than the movies because there's a lot more detail. That is true. That is absolutely true. So, um, you did some freelance work doing banners and logos for certain gaming channels. Any tips for people who might want to pick up uh, freelance work and create like creative freelance stuff? Of course. Um, so what I would say to people who are freelance artists trying to get like uh, clients, I would say the biggest thing is uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So um, pretty much I kind of went around going and talking to a whole bunch of people and just offering my services for free as a start just to get a portfolio made so I could at least present people some work on what I could do. And then pretty much what would happen is as I offered myself that free work, I ran into other people who were willing to pay me for that work. So I would work for this guy. He ended up liking what I did. He would tell somebody else. And then it pretty much just became a ripple effect. They would tell somebody else. And then people would start recommending you to other people based on that free work and the other work you've done in the past. So I recommend that most people just for the little bit, if you're just starting out, do a couple of free work projects just as experience and portfolio work, and then ask if they can recommend you to people. And then as you start getting a little bit more experience and a lot more um, hands-on um, stuff done, put that into a portfolio or on a website or something that you can display to people, and then just network. And then eventually those people start coming into you. And then as you keep working, you'll end up growing and then people will just get attracted to you. So it's all right. on just how hard you work and that consistency. So um, just to kind of put this out there, because I've heard stuff like this, a lot of people say don't uh, put your work out for free. But even if you're putting your work out and not getting any money from it, you're mm -hmm. still getting stuff. You exactly are still able to take that stuff and put it into a portfolio. And mm -hmm. a lot of uh, photographers and stuff will do that where they work and they get to keep the print or the model sign or whatever. Exactly. Like there's no really like a lot of people have a bad um, take on working for free because they're not getting they feel like they're not getting anything else in return. Like I don't see money as something that will always benefit me. Yes, you need money to survive and stuff like that. But the way I look at it is if you present a certain skill that will benefit somebody else, that work is still you're putting time into it. You're learning in that time, that thing that you're creating, you you made it, you technically still own the rights to it you could present that and still use that to move in other places. So it's never really a, it's not a give to take. It's more of like, you're doing something, you're still getting something in return, whether it's money, whether it's the experience of doing it, whether it's putting time into what you were doing, you're developing, or it's just, you just made another piece to show to somebody else later down the road. So you're always getting something out of it. Absolutely. So uh, I always, during the midpoint of these episodes, like to bring up the Warrior Academy You've been kind of central to the uh, Warrior Academy for a while. If you want to tell the story about how you got into the Warrior Academy, and then I'll um, 
add in some other stuff? Yeah. So it's actually funny. We're kind of going to go back to the whole uh, freelance thing. So um, I started the academy back in, I would say, I always said it was 2019 because it feels like forever, but I think it was around the beginning of 2020, just before, or just, it was like April of 2020, I believe, is when I really was in the academy. But um, pretty much what I did was back when it wasn't 3T Warrior Academy, it was uh, 3T Fitness. So it was just an app that you pretty much just turned on, you would hit your workout, you would work out with uh, the workout that was on the app. And then after you were completed, you'd be in the Facebook group and you would post and tag somebody uh, that you finished your workout. And at the time it was me, uh, Johnny Canuck and a couple other people that are no longer around, but Johnny Canuck's a very big statement in my group when I started. So it was just, that's why I always bring him up. Um, but yeah, so April of 2020. Um, and then I started my TikTok on that same time. And pretty much what I did was I was just starting my speed arts and I made a speed art of Kevin and JV. And when I made the JV uh, TikTok of the logo at the time, he, um, I think it's called resharing or something like that, stitched it. And he reacted to it on his TikTok and he loved it. So later on, we had one of those interview processes where you would, uh, you, instead of just joining the academy, you'd have to go through an interview process and he'd ask you a couple of questions and see your goals and et cetera, et cetera. And he brought up the, uh, the TikTok. And he's like, hey, man, um, how would you be interested in uh, doing some work for us? And in exchange, uh, you don't have to pay for the app. You could use the app and you can do graphics for us. How do you feel about like a, we could do like a mutual agreement? So pretty much JV and I shook hands. We're like, yeah, man, I'm definitely down to do that. I'll use your app and I'll do whatever you need for the academy. So uh, we did that. And that kind of lasted almost, I'd say like a year and a half around 2021 and at the time I was working full-time at McDonald's while in college and I think it was around last year uh, around I think it was May of 2022 or 2021 yeah May of 2021 uh, they told me I could quit my McDonald's job full-time and work for the academy full-time so in between that process I was kind of just like working uh, just for the program and I would use the program as my payment. And then I'd get a little bit of money here and there while working at McDonald's. And then, yeah, the full-time switch happened. So now I'm currently working at 3T Fitness full-time. So that's 40 hours. And uh, yeah, it's been a blessing. So truly. I, I would really agree. I, uh, I've been mentioning for a few times now that my sister is going to make a video. She's, uh, she's so darn busy, but she'll hopefully have it up for my, uh, for the next interview. But just it's crazy how these people coach jv um you we reach into each other's lives kind of in this academy like we all help each other out so much and for sure i, I was telling um cjv when i had him on last week that just it's like coming through uh, into me and through me to my entire family which is something that yeah yes. it's Anyone who's listening to this, check out the who isn't already a warrior, because I know that this podcast is getting kind of big with warriors, too. Thank you guys so much for the support. I really appreciate it. But anyone who isn't a uh, warrior listening to this, go ahead and check out the link that's in the description. It will show you or it will take you to a landing page where you can sign up to the Warrior Academy. And do that 120 day challenge. <laughs> uh, heck yeah. Yes, that is a life changing thing as well 
for sure. Yes, it needs to be done. <laughs> so you've lived uh, both in Phoenix, Arizona, or not Phoenix, uh, Mesa, Arizona, and in Canada a little bit. Um, so, funny story. Yes. So um, I haven't actually lived in Arizona. I just, uh, when you were down there, we actually, I was down there for like two weeks. So I've been in Arizona for probably a month total, but the plan is to move to Arizona within either a year. I don't know where that timeline's still kind of out there, but the plan is to move to Arizona. But yeah, I'm currently living in Canada. Gotcha. I don't know if you've done much exploring then, but if is there a lot of difference between kind of looking around and enjoying the sites in Canada and Arizona? Or and was there a lot of shock when you went down there the first time? Uh, like a weather so shock? I'll tell you, I'll tell you both sides. So in Canada, um, it's very cold, a lot more greenery, like you see a lot more trees, a lot more grass. And I don't know, the the atmosphere is a lot more like um if you could say mild conditions, so it's a lot more cold and then it's not as hot, but we have a lot of uh, precipitation. So it either gets really, really humid or it gets really foggy. So that's like what it's like in Canada. But in Arizona, um, when I went down the first time, it was more in the, the colder months of Arizona. So it was like 60 degrees and I was wearing a shirt and shorts and everyone else in Arizona was wearing long sleeve sweaters, hoodies and everything. And they're like, dude, are you not cold? I was like, nah, man, this is my summer in Canada, literally. But um, Arizona is really, really nice. I've been down there not too much, but enough to really experience it when I was down there the first time. I really went everywhere in Arizona. Um, they have a lot of good places. Like, it is desert, obviously, because it is really hot. But um, there is a lot of nice scenery. Like, I went on a little nature hike um, towards the north side of Arizona, and it may not be like trees and everything else, but the flat ground and seeing like the rock structure and the way that their agriculture is down there and how their buildings are all built is really like, it's amusing. And so it's very nice to see. Um, in terms of heat, I love it because it's a dry heat, not a humid heat. So it's bearable, but um, I want to go in uh, one of the hotter summers in Arizona and really see what that like a hundred degree weather is like to uh, really like speak on that heat. But other than that, it's been, it's, it's amazing. I love it down there. My um, aunt and some of my family live there in Arizona. And from what I've heard, when it's summer, if you have an outside job, it sucks. If you're not out, uh, if you're not in an outside job, you're inside in the AC, <laughs> uh, curtains down, fans on high, that kind of thing. Yeah, man. I, I heard that, like, if you're in Arizona during the summer, like, it's inside 24-7, after 6 p.m. or when it gets dark, everybody's outside. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely believe that. Um, so we covered this a little bit uh, in the last question, but do you have any hobbies outside of uh, photography? Any outdoor hobbies outside of photography? Not going to lie. Uh, I would say that most of my hobbies are my passions and my passions are my job. Um, but the only thing I do outside of uh, doing that is I work out a lot. So, I recently just dabbled in the CrossFit. Shout out to Jackie. Um, she showed me a couple of CrossFit moves when I was down there in uh, April. And it kind of like sparked a little um, addiction in me where I got to like adventure into that aspect. So I do a lot of working out. Uh, recently just started CrossFit. So that's a whole new um, fitness, I, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. A, a little new thing to do in my fitness journey. So a lot more um barbell lifting a lot more body weight very high uh in the the cardio section so 
it's a lot of conditioning training instead of just lifting weights up and down. So that's pretty much what I do outside of all that stuff. So you got to have something to do physically. Absolutely. Um, then hiking and CrossFit and all that stuff keeps you balanced as well. Exactly. Always good. Yeah. Um, so in one of CJV's uh, social posts, he mentioned that you were starting a new company. Would you care to tell us a little bit more about that or is it too early? Uh, no, no, it's it's in the works still. But um, yeah, so this company is a, uh, I guess you could say it's a marketing company slash digital company. Uh, pretty much uh, Dustin, my coworker, I call him my partner. Um, we started a company a couple months back called DJ Digitals, which pretty much does... Uh, we're going to do our websites, do banners, any kind of like visual or uh, video needs we have been doing. So that's pretty much what the company is around. Uh, we don't have any websites or anything up as of right now, just because we're full for like full force on 3T Warrior Academy. And we have a, a lot of new things coming out since the January, not the January, the July rebranding that we had with the Academy, as well as our new site coming out. So we've been a lot more on the Warrior Academy side, but we do have a company called BJ Digitals, which is pretty much Dustin Josh Digitals, um, pretty much a media company where we create assets for companies, brand identity, et cetera. So it's exciting. That is awesome. I'll have to uh, hit you guys up when I uh, when it comes time to add some more stuff to for sure, man. the app. Um, so other than that, I don't think I have anything else. Is there anything else you want to talk about or promote before we end off the podcast here? Uh, not promote, but I do want to ask you one thing. I, I'm curious about your uh, your NFT collection because I, I did read about it a little bit and I just was interested in it. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. I'm a little interested. Uh, sure, absolutely. So the idea is um, because when it comes to photography, it is... It, it's one of the harder things to make a living, especially if it's landscape photography, uh, landscape mm-hmm. in nature. Um, what the options were before is displayed in a bunch of places in hotels and hope that somebody buys it or um, display in a fair or display, you, you know, just put your art out as everywhere you can and hope that it sells. Mm-hmm. Or put it in a website and advertise your butt off 24 seven, trying to make sales on that too. Um, Where this is going to be more of a framework, it is going to be, I'm going to go and I'm going to find locations because I I tried looking up locations on on Google Earth and all this stuff and it doesn't, it's not as easy as one would think. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to find locations and I'm going to photograph them and I'm going to attach GPS coordinates to the photographs and sell them as NFTs. Not a lot of NFTs. There'll probably be 20 NFTs total to start. Um, maybe 10 to 20 copies per NFT. So it's not going to just be one. It's going to be multiple. And then if you're a photographer and you maybe live in that area or you feel like going to that area, you can then go and take a picture in that uh, in that area within 100 miles of the original. Not the exact same spot, but, you know, a different spot in that area and okay. then you can make that into an nft with the gps and actually make money off of it um Interesting. i honestly love the idea man i think that's a great idea especially if you're someone that likes to travel around the world too not just like in your hometown you can go to other places in the world attach those gps coordinates and use that as an nft as well yeah i think that's a great idea yeah um i love it 
I'm also working or trying to get a hold of a couple of travel agencies so that people who aren't photographers will get some benefit as well. I'm hoping to give people who hold the NFTs uh, travel deals and allow them to burn a certain number of NFTs to um, maybe get travel points uh, for a free wow. uh, trip. That that would be cool. Yeah, that would definitely be a cool thing. I'd definitely help with that too. <laughs> Like, hey, <laughs> travel points, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great idea, man. I love the idea. It's so sick. Thank you so much. Um, all right, guys. Our time is running short, unfortunately. So uh this is wonderful. Or thank you for listening to the Wonders Your Podcast. As always, go and explore, take a step outside. Thanks, guys. Warriors was- rise. Yeah, man. Warriors rise. Let's get it.